Buenos dias from Big Creek. This is a Rorschach Venezuela update from the 16th of June 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Venezuela. The interim president of Venezuela, Juan Guaido, was attacked on Saturday the 11th after a political act of his national tour in the Cojedes state. Armed Chavistas attacked the opposition leader. Guaido received insults, punches, and shoves. The attackers even shot the car in which he was leaving. On the other hand, the United States government expressed its solidarity with Guaido via Twitter. The Assistant Secretary of State for Western Hemisphere Affairs, Brian Nichols, spoke about this event, expressing deep concern, and said that, quote, those responsible for the assault should be brought to justice, end quote. Following this news, on Tuesday the 4th, Guaido blamed the altercation on Nicolas Maduro and announced that the opposition party will file a formal complaint with the Inter-American Court of Human Rights and other organizations for the physical attack. During a press conference, the leader showed images of the attackers. One of them is the former deputy of the Socialist Party of Venezuela, Nosli Rodriguez, who confirmed her participation in the attacks. Moving on, Maduro is under the U.S.'s scrutiny. Florida Senator Marco Rubio sent a letter to the U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland on Monday the 13th asking the Interpol to issue a red notice for Nicolas Maduro. Let us remember that in 2020, the United States charged Maduro and 14 of his associates with narco-terrorism, corruption, drug trafficking, and other criminal charges. Rubio said that, quote, Maduro apparently feels secure enough to travel abroad, end quote and that now is the time to issue the alert since Maduro is traveling to Turkey and Iran. He believes now would be a good opportunity to capture him. Speaking of Maduro, he found a new ally on his international tour that began last Tuesday. On Saturday the 11th, Iran and Venezuela sealed their alliance by signing a 20-year strategic cooperation agreement, which provides for their collaboration in the oil, petrochemical, tourism, food, and technology sectors. Despite not giving specific details about the agreement, they share that the reason is to, quote, consolidate the sovereignty and food security of our countries, end quote. During his stay in Iranian territory, Maduro also gave an interview to the Iranian channel Hispan TV, where he expressed his opinion on the United States' decision to exclude Nicaragua, Cuba, and Venezuela from the Summit of the Americas. In the interview, Maduro applauded the brave interventions of Belizean, Chilean, and Argentinian presidents who raised their voices against the decision. Maduro also thanked the Argentine president for inviting Joe Biden to participate in the Summit of the Community of Latin American and Caribbean States of which Fernandez is president pro tempore. Speaking of Argentina, on Wednesday the 8th, the South American country seized a plane from the Venezuelan airline Emtrasur. After being denied entry into Uruguayan airspace, on its return, the plane was stranded in Argentine territory due to lack of fuel. 14 Venezuelans and 5 Iranians were a part of Boeing 747 crew, previously owned by Mahan Air, which arrived on the 6th of June in Buenos Aires. The Argentine government has handed back the passports to the Venezuelan citizens, and accordingly, they were free to leave the country. 
However, the Argentine authorities seized the passports of the five Iranians because of possible links to terrorism, as ordered by federal prosecutor Cecilia Incardona. The Venezuelan government has not made any comments yet. Following this news, in the midst of the scandal, Iran transferred another Mahan airplane to Venezuela, which is now a part of the Conviasa airline fleet. On Monday the 13th of June, the inaugural flight arrived from Tehran to Margarita Island with 70 alleged Iranian, quote, tour operators and influencers, end quote, a visit whose purpose is to promote tourism between the countries, according to the Venezuelan Minister of Tourism, Ali Patron. On more international news, on Friday the 10th, Biden announced a 314 million U.S. dollars worth of humanitarian assistance package to address the Venezuelan migrant crisis. This assistance includes nearly 103 million U.S. dollars from the State Department's Bureau of Population, Refugees and Migration. Likewise, more than 171 U.S. million dollars from USAID will be used to support Venezuelan citizens and those who have sought refuge throughout Latin America and the Caribbean. The financing is to support access to health care, water and sanitation, increase access to education, life support, COVID-19 support and protection. Apart from migrants, the money will assist vulnerable groups, including survivors of gender-based violence, children, adolescents, LGBTQI plus people, among others. Now some economic news. The Venezuelan state-owned company Petroleos de Venezuela, better known as PDVSA, resumed oil exports three years after the U.S. imposed sanctions against the company. On Friday the 10th, the Greek flagship Aframax Minerva Zoe, chartered by the Italian oil company Eni, arrived in Venezuelan waters. The ship will be loading 650 barrels of diluted crude oil in the next few days at the terminal of the General José Antonio Anzoategui Petrochemical and Industrial Complex. The Italian firm was the first to break the blockade imposed in 2019 against Venezuela, corroborating rumors of an imminent relaxation of sanctions by the European and United States governments. A U.S. citizen was detained for, quote, clandestinely, end quote, entering Venezuelan territory. The news was given on Tuesday the 14th by the vice president of the United Socialist Party of Venezuela, Diosdado Cabello, during a press conference. The suspect tried to enter, quote-unquote, clandestinely through the border between Venezuela and Colombia. Until now, his identity, the place of detention, or the charges, is unknown. Similar cases happened with Cuban-American Jorge Alberto Fernandez and ex-Marine Matthew Heath, both accused of terrorism. Even though Fernandez was released, Heath is still facing trial. On another note, federal judge William P. Dimitrio Leos refused to delay the trial against Chavez's nurse. Last week, Kijian's lawyer, Maricel Descaiso, requested to have the trial postponed due to personal matters and the quote-unquote voluminous file. However, it was denied on Thursday the 9th, and the date of the pre-trial hearing was advanced from 24th to the 22nd of June. At the trial, which is scheduled for the 27th of June, Dijian will respond to three crimes related to money laundering. Let's talk a bit about monkeypox. The Ministry of Health reported this Sunday the detection of the first case of monkeypox in the country. According to the ministry, the carrier had been to Spain and then entered. 
the national territory through the Simon Bolivar International Airport. No further infections have been reported so far. Now some sports news. Yulimar Rojas, triple jump world champion, achieved a pass to the World Athletics Championships after setting the new world record in Spain. On Wednesday the 8th, she achieved a winning mark of 6.93 meters, surpassing the World Cup minimum of 6.82, giving her a pass to the Eugene World Championships. Once again, on Saturday the 11th, the current Olympic champion reaffirmed her status as the top candidate to win gold in the triple jump. She has just set the best world record of the year in La Nucia in Alicante, reaching a 14.83 meters mark. Concerts return to Venezuela. On Wednesday the 14th, the Latin bands Camila and Sin Bandera performed at the Caracas Poliedro. Since March, music has returned to Venezuela. Singers such as the Dominican Republic's Nati Natasha and Morat have already performed in venues around the country. More artists continue to add Venezuela to their lists, as is the case of the Italian singer Eros Ramazzotti, who informed via his Twitter account that he will perform in his Patito and Vinito World Tour in Caracas on the 11th of December. For over seven years, Venezuelans waited to see their favorite international and national artists. However, the cost of tickets is not a luxury that everyone can afford since it is equivalent to the country's monthly minimum wage or even more. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for listening to our ad-free updates, which will continue to be ad-free if you recommend us to your friends. If you want to contact us, you can check out our show notes. Hasta la próxima.